Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week's episode, I wanted to recap the first couple rounds of the MLB playoffs and where we're at with the NLCS and the ALCS. Uh, make my picks for week six of the NFL season and then recap week five. Uh, possible MVP candidates. Um, wanted to discuss Brock Purdy as well. And then Drew Holiday was traded to the Celtics, so we'll discuss that. And then a follow up on the past story about uh, Trevor Bauer, who was basically exiled from baseball because of um, some sexual assault allegations. So we'll get into that as well. Okay, so the MLB playoffs strike again. Uh, we had this top six teams with the six best record, r- best records in the um, regular season. Losing in the first round, we had the Orioles, which finished with the best regular season um, in the AL. Um, I picked against them because, you know, historically speaking, in the MLB playoffs, we always have the team with the best record not advanced past the first round uh we could look at the giants a couple years ago when they won was 107 wins they had the um the lead in wins that season and they lost the dodgers in the lds um but yeah orioles you know great season but um rangers got the better of them and uh rangers are moving on there and then uh, astros passed the twins there which you know i think that was that was already given but the major disaster there was for uh, the Dodgers uh, losing to the Diamondbacks, which is also a division rival. Uh, Diamondbacks, you know, kudos to them for advancing to the NLCS. First time, I think, since 2007. Um, but all year, you know, they've been, you know, early in the season, they were struggling. And then you kind of thought that they were um, they were tanking. They were going to not really be in contention. And then... They got hot. You know, the Giants were a few games ahead of them, the wild card, and then um, the Giants went south, and then um, Diamondbacks got hot at the right time, um, playing great baseball. Evan Longoria all, all of a sudden is good at baseball again and doesn't strike out as much and is a better defender than when he played for the Giants. Um, but, yeah, so they beat the Dodgers, which the Dodgers also, again, um, yeah, Clayton Kershaw on the mound for – that disastrous game where he gave up like six runs in like a third of the inning to, to start off the game. Um, their high price free agent signings over the last few years and their trades, Mookie Betts and uh, Freddie Freeman. I think they combined for one hit during the entire series against the Diamondbacks. Um, honestly, I think Dave Roberts, I, I don't want to condone anybody getting fired, but Dave Roberts is probably going to get fired. You know, this is year time and time again every year. Uh, Dodgers have probably the best talent, um, and you know they fail. The only championship they've won is the shortened season, the shortened COVID season where they played sixty games. So can't really count that, especially because you know the 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 distance that like the length of a regular season not involving COVID is way longer than that. There's a lot more a lot more games to be played. Um, so yeah, I think David Dave Roberts is probably out because um, you just can't have back-to-back failures in the playoffs like that. And um, the Braves, you know, best record in the National League. That was my pick to come out of the uh, National League for the World Series. Um, they lost to the Phillies, so now you have the Phillies and the NLCS against the uh, Diamondbacks. Um, I'm going to say the Phillies are going to advance to the World Series. And then in the American League... Um, I'm definitely rooting for Bruce Bochy and the Texas Rangers. 
Uh, Bruce Bochy finds himself back in the um, in the championship series against the Astros. Um, two former uh, Giants managers there. Um, you have Dusty Baker coaching the Astros, and then you have Bruce Bochy with the Rangers. Um, both of them managed the Giants to a World Series. Um, Bruce Bochy winning three of those, and Dusty Baker, I mean, let's call it what it was, he blew it um, by giving the game ball to Russ Ortiz when they played against the Angels. Um, but yeah, rooting for the Rangers there. I think the Rangers, they Max Scherzer does expect to um, return from injury, so that'll... Um, give him an ace for um, probably I don't know if I don't know if he's gonna pitch game one, uh, which starts on Monday. So we have both games on Monday, or no game two for the Rangers and Astros is on Monday. Uh, tomorrow is game one, so you have um, Verlander and Montgomery. So Scherzer not pitching uh, game one, but um, yeah, it's been exciting so far. I think um, very surprising because I thought the um, you know the the Braves have been. I think the best team in baseball all year long and for them to just basically not show up uh, against the Phillies. They only won one game. Uh, Bryce Harper, Harper has been amazing this, this postseason. Uh, and, you know, the Phillies, they have a lot of depth. And I don't I feel like they weren't getting talked about a lot this year, but kind of similar to the Diamondbacks where they kind of got hot at the right time um, to finish strong in the regular season. And then uh, you never know what the Phillies, they would just – end up surprising us every year but um so yeah nlcs and alcs are locked there um so moving on here wanted to recap uh week five of the nfl season i'm a little delayed here um but yeah we had sunday night football with the 49ers and the cowboys uh 49ers completely embarrassed them 42 to 10 Dak prescott looked completely lost throwing uh, three interceptions um, 49ers could have won by more. Um, they had that goal line fumble by Chris McCaffrey early in the game, uh, which could, I think it could have opened up the game to like 28-0 to zero at that point. Um, but Brock Purdy looks amazing. Um, his his passes are very accurate. He's he's just hitting every every progression there. Uh, every receiver's open. Um, their running game is good. I'm surprised at how often uh, Kyle Shanahan has run Chris McCaffrey instead of, you know, put him out in the slot as a receiver. Um, but at first I was saying that uh, Chris McCaffrey had to be the MVP uh, of the NFL this year so far, but now I'm starting to lean towards Brock Purdy. And I know there's a lot of um, media people saying that Brock Purdy isn't isn't the guy, but, you know, as far as 49ers offense from when they had Jimmy Garoppolo to where they're at now with Brock Purdy, um, you know, Shanahan, obviously you can see in his play calling that he really trusts Purdy, even though Purdy doesn't have the arm strength as other quarterbacks, but his accuracy is there. He's more accurate than Jimmy Garoppolo because, you know, late in games, I don't know how many times we've seen it where uh, Jimmy G will just, he gets shaky in the pocket, you have pressure in his, in his face, and then he just throws a terrible throw up for anybody to grab, and then he gets picked off and it's a pick six or he gets sacked and then he fumbles it. It's always something late in the game, and um, you, you couldn't really rely on him. But then watching uh, Brock Purdy this season, I'm always expecting like a bad throw because I'm not used to having um, a quarterback play for the team where you know he's hitting all of his all of his spots. Um, so that's been the difference maker. Um, and then everybody wants to say the system. Obviously, the system is great with with Kyle Shanahan, but 
um, you still have to have someone that can make the throws and somebody who's um, you know studying film and understands defenses very well because he started four years at Iowa State where you know Trey Lance was supposed to be the future and he you know he played one game in that COVID year just to show off to scouts and then even before that he wasn't really a full-time starter at North Dakota State came into the NFL got injured it was kind of like what happened with James Wiseman with the Warriors they didn't play a lot of games. He was at Memphis. He played six games or something and then got suspended because he was under investigation because, you know, there was like some under-the-table deal from him to sign with Memphis and Penny Hardaway, all this stuff. But um, so he didn't play that much. And then he was young and then he came into the league and then he got injured. So this is like the same thing that happened with both of them. Like they didn't have time to get developed because both the Niners and the Warriors were their championship window is shrinking, right? Because they have aging players. And everybody's under contract, so it's getting expensive. And they're like, okay, we need this player to develop quickly. So Trey Lance needed to develop quickly because Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't the guy anymore. And same with James Wiseman. Like, they needed that interior presence. Didn't work out. Both ended up getting traded. So um, so as, as far as MVP goes so far this season, I, I think it has to be Purdy. Just the way they've been playing. They've been dominating at every level defensively. Uh, their passing game is great, and the running game is also great. And um, head and shoulders better than any other team so far that I've seen because um, the Chiefs have been struggling. We've seen uh, Patrick Mahomes turn the ball over a lot, and their offense doesn't seem as dynamic as it was in the past. Um, and then for the Eagles, the Eagles are still undefeated. Those are the only two undefeated teams so far this year is the 49ers and the Eagles. But Eagles offensively have been struggling. Um, Jalen Hurts hasn't been as crisp as you'd like him to see. To, like to see him. Uh, their defense is still um, elite, but you know they're barely winning some of these games. Whereas the 49ers have just been completely dominating. Um, the Cowboys, they have a. Um, they they need to have a shorter leash on Dak Prescott. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. But Jerry Jones has been on the record saying that, you know, he's going to stick with him as quarterback. Uh, their defense definitely got exposed. Uh, but that was a very satisfying game to watch because I think a lot of people like watching the Cowboys um, lose in prime time. Uh, yeah, Packers and Raiders. Uh, speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, he he led the, the Raiders to uh, beat the Packers there 17-13. Uh, Jordan Love, I was impressed with him like early on in the season. Not so much now. He had a lot of turnovers. He kind of just chucks it up. Um, doesn't really um, read the defense that well, I don't think. Um, but Raiders got away with that one. And then Jets and Broncos. The Broncos have just been a complete disaster. Um, Sean Payton is proven to be a horrible hire for uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Russell Wilson, he's improving a little bit from last year, but still, like their defense is just awful. And then they have they barely have a running game. Uh, their receivers are are, are um, not great either. I mean, they have some bright spots on offense and defense, but um, apparently they're going to be making some trades. They're just going to tear it down. Um, they have to figure out that Russell Wilson contract. They have to because they have to build for the future. He's already aging. He's not as mobile as he was before. Can't really get out of the pocket as easy as he did before. Um, it's just a, it's a train wreck there in Denver. Uh, so the Jets were able to pull away with that one, 31-21. Uh, Chiefs were pulling away against the Vikings, 27-20. See, uh, Rams and Eagles. Eagles beat them uh, 23-14. What else do I want to talk about? Um, Joe Burrow and the Bengals finally back on track um, after they started off, were they like 1-4? and four? 
uh, Jamar Chase exploded for like 215 yards, uh, had a couple touchdowns. Um, their offense finally opened up a lot more because um, the Cardinals were pretty close to them that game. And then, uh, the, then the Bengals pulled away, uh, winning that game 34-20. to uh, Lions are still playing really well, dominating the Panthers 42-24. to uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants. Um, I think the Giants are going to regret signing Daniel Jones to that contract extension instead of Saquon. The Giants just as a whole, um, I think last year seems very fluky. I like Brian Dayball as a coach, but you got to be able to build on the success that you had in the previous season, and they have not been able to do that. Um, I mean, they've been shut out, what, every first half this season so far or something like that? Yeah. Um, so it's been bad. Uh, Dolphins pulled away at that one, thirty-one to sixteen, and then you had the Falcons uh, being the Texans, twenty-one nineteen. See any other notable games here? Uh, the Patriots also have some issues. They've gotten blown out back-to-back weeks. Um, there's nothing going on with them um, offensively. I would advise against starting anybody on the Patriots offense for fantasy football. They got blown out at home 34-0. to And I think at this point, um, Mac Jones is clearly not the guy to lead the Patriots to anything substantial. Um, I was wrong about him because I thought coming out of Alabama, I thought, you know, under um, Nick Saban, he'd learned the position well. And then going to... Uh, Bill Belichick, like I really believed him as a quarterback because that first year, he played really well. I think he made the Pro Bowl that year too. And um, they just have not been able to capitalize on that first year success with Mac Jones. Uh, so that's a problem. And then Titans and Colts. Um, Colts won 23-16 with, um, I think those Gardner Minshew playing that game. Anthony Richardson's on injured reserve, so he's out for uh, a few weeks there. Jaguars beat the Bills in London, twenty-five to twenty. That back-to-back London game, so it was like a home game for them. Where both games were like home games because they got to stay there for like three weeks. Checking in on the college football scoreboard here, uh, we have USC. They've been struggling a lot lately, actually, um, offensively, and um, I mean they have no defense basically, right? So it's just Caleb Williams. They just have to outscore everybody. Um, getting blown out against uh, ranked 21 uh, Notre Dame a minute and a half left in that game so USC is going to probably move down a 15th or something like that because uh, you have Oregon State who is ranked 15th they're beating uh, number 18 UCLA 36 to 24 at home 11 minutes in the fourth quarter they've been playing great football only lost to Washington State and you know they were in that game late had an opportunity to win that game, um, but I think they're the best team in the conference, honestly, um, along with Washington, who beat uh, Oregon earlier this uh, earlier this Saturday. Uh, Oregon had a missed field goal in the game. Michael Penix Jr., I think he's the leading candidate for uh, the Heisman. He's he's really good, man. Oh my God, his his throws were so crisp. He was he was accurate, and he led that um, that game winning drive against Oregon. In the Pac-12 this year, they're the deepest conference, I think, this year, as we've seen. They have the most uh, teams ranked in the top 25. That quarterback position is deep with that um, with that conference. Like There's like six, seven uh, quarterbacks that I think can play at the next level for sure. Uh, but, you know, it's like what happens every year with the Pac-12. It's like they're really good. There's a lot of depth, but... There's so much depth that they just cannibalize each other. So, you know, to make the college football playoff, especially being 
in the Pac-12 conference, which, you know, as we know what's happening with Pac-12, right? And the SEC is popular. That makes the most money. Then you have the Big Ten. Then you have the Big 12. But with the Pac-12, like, we need a undefeated team to come out of the conference so that they can make um, the the uh, the college football playoff, right? But the teams are so evenly matched. Like, today you had... 7th ranked Washington and 8th ranked Oregon and Oregon loses so now Oregon with that loss they're out of the college football playoff probably unless they win out or something like that and then Oregon State they already have one loss right so even if they win out they still have that one loss against Washington State so that now they need to win out and then hopefully they have a conference championship game against whoever is coming out of the south if it's usc or something now usc has one loss also so if if usc was undefeated and they go to the conference championship game against oregon state or something oregon state upsets them and and while usc is ranked fifth or something then the pac-12 could have somebody um but i think for the pac-12 you'll probably have the uh, championship game be against maybe usc and probably washington so washington's still undefeated uh, Washington's the best team in the conference along with, I think, um, Oregon State and USC, probably. Um, I'm very shocked that USC got blown out, though, to Notre Dame, 48-20. to 20. Notre Dame already had two losses on the season, right? Um, and then Arizona destroyed Washington State, who was ranked 19th, 44-8. Uh, to 8. Um but yeah, so I think the Pac-12 will have a team represent them in the uh, college football playoff, which finally, because it's been, I think the last team was Washington when they got blown out against um, Alabama that one year. Um, so they'll they'll be, I think it'll be Washington out of that one. Um, and then let's see what other teams here. Um, you have number 12, North Carolina beating uh, Miami 35-17. That was not very close. Um Alabama just barely got away from um, Arkansas. Uh, Florida State was still ranked number four, uh, beating uh, Syracuse 41-3, not even a game. Uh, Michigan looks really good, too, uh, ranked at number two. Uh, Georgia hasn't really played anybody yet, but um, I I think they'll still be there at the end because it's Georgia, and you know they get all the best prospects. Uh, but they're still undefeated, though, so uh, they'll probably be there as well. Um, and we've seen Colorado struggle a lot um, since starting off three and zero. But what Deion Sanders was has been able to do with Colorado, like no one wanted that Colorado job. You know, they only had, they were one in eleven last year, and they've been you know irrelevant since the nineties when they last time they were good. Like no one wanted to be there. It's difficult for them to get recruits. So for him to put this the school on the map and then get more people talking about the conference, even though. They're not the best team in the conference, but um, you get more publicity around it. Um, he's just been great with turning around the program. You know, obviously, it, it wasn't going to be a quick turnaround for, uh, you know, a school that won one game. So it's going to take some time, um, even though they still have the best uh, recruit in Travis Hunter. But, uh, yeah, it's going to take take a, a few years for him to build uh, consistency with recruits and players and, and to build a winning program. So I also wanted to talk about uh, Trevor Bauer. If you remember, in this was in twenty twenty two, April, he was suspended three hundred twenty four games of the regular season. Um, he barely played with the Dodgers after um, 
a woman who was involved with uh, accused him of sexual assault on two separate encounters in spring of 2021 and then uh, it, it looked like he had abused her and then um, sexually assaulted her and then you know MLB opened this investigation and then um, you know all the photos came out and the text messages came out and she looked like she had gotten beaten up um, but then this just came out so then everyone obviously skewered him and you know we're we're talking about the allegations and then um the dodgers cut him right so then the contract was void they didn't have to pay him but now you know he was at the top of his game right he was um i think he won cy Cy young the cy young award a couple years prior to that and he had a great era like he was just lights out so then when the dodgers acquired him it was a great signing for them, obviously, because that would put them over the top. And, you know, they were predicted to win the World Series that year. Um, and then they ended up having Scherzer instead of um, Bauer because I think they, they had traded for Scherzer, right? Um, anyway, so he was good. And he's still 32 years old, but he couldn't sign with the team. No team wanted to sign him because of the allegations. And it seemed like it was true with all the evidence, right? And... Um, so now he's been pitching in Japan, I think. So his career in the major leagues is done stateside. So now he's um, overseas in Japan pitching. And um, so his career is basically over, right? And the woman he was involved with, um, Lindsey Hill, uh, so they just settled out of court. And Trevor Bauer has finally um, been able to speak out about what happened. And now... Um, the text messages and like videos and stuff and uh, text messages that she had sent her friends uh, were released and um, there was a video of her and a picture of her like before she had uh, met with Trevor and um, her face is fine and she um, sends her, her her friend a text message saying like oh I think I found my next victim and then in the video, it's like, oh, should I steal anything from his house, right? And then um, after that, after the encounter, she sends another picture to her friends, and there's no bruises on her face or nothing's there, right? So then she goes home, and in the messages, and there's audio and everything, it's revealed that she purposely beat herself up and then reported him and then tried to get him in trouble for sexual assault. So then the settlement that she had agreed to was $300,000. And then so he sued her for defamation. So they both settled outside of court. Uh, but all the text messages and evidence, and there was no rape kit done, that that leads to believe that it was consensual sex. And so Lindsay Hill was lying about it because she wanted to ruin the career of Trevor Bauer, which she did. Um, but yeah, all the evidence came out that, um, that this was all a setup to ruin his career and or to get some kind of money out of it because um, you know normally when all the stories come out i'm going to believe the accuser and then we're gonna we're gonna sit around and see wait for evidence and stuff but um yeah i spoke out a lot about the trevor bauer incident and i was just destroying him on this podcast for like the whole year and every time i every time it was the news i i, I did not hesitate to talk about trevor bauer and the um the allegations. So 
I just want to correct that part of my past episodes was that this all this other evidence came out and so now we know more about the situation and Lindsay Hill and what her intentions were so yeah I just want to clarify that um, okay so moving on from that um, oh part of the other the Damian Lillard trade when he went to Milwaukee uh, Drew Holiday was acquired by the Portland Trailblazers well the Boston Celtics traded for Drew Holiday which is great because they traded Marcus Smart, who was a uh, defensive player of the year, traded him to Memphis, and now they replace him with Drew Holiday, who is way better than Marcus Smart offensively. Like, you don't get scared when he has the ball. He's a smart player, great defensively. So that's a that's a two-way player that you can add to the uh, Boston Celtics rotation. But now they have Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, Chris Porzingis, and then you got uh, Drew Holiday. Um, that's a good team. That's a good team. So the East is going to be very competitive. Um, I expect the Milwaukee Bucks to still come out of the East because they upgraded offensively with Damian Lillard, who can carry the offense if Greek Freak is struggling, right? And then you have uh, Chris Middleton still. So you have some depth there, um, I think. And then you have the Sixers. Uh, you know, James Harden still wants to be traded, but he's showing up. He's going to play for the Sixers. Um, so I expect them to probably be four, fourth or fifth seed there. Um but yeah, it's it's looking good for these. It's gonna be very exciting um, this year in the NBA. I think it starts. I want to say it starts next week or the week after. But we're getting close to that. This is the best time of the year because you have um, MLB playoffs. You have the NLCS and ALCS starting. Or we're in the middle of college football. NFL season is is uh, is really good right now. And then we have NBA starting. So you have all the the main sports happening at once, and it's amazing. So um, next we're gonna do the. I'm going to make my picks for week six of the NFL season here. Okay, let's address the elephant in the room. My picks have been horrible this season. Um, specifically, that new segment I wanted to do, my locks of the week. They're not locks. So if you want to make some money, you got to fade my picks. Maybe that will work for you guys. Um, okay, so we're going to go through these here. Um, there's another London game. There's three London games, like three weeks in a row. You have Ravens played the Titans. Um, I have no idea. I guess I would go with Ravens minus 240. Um, actually, I'll take the points in that one, minus 5.5. Uh, I'll take that spread. You have the Panthers at the Dolphins. Dolphins are heavily favored. Um, I'm going to take not the points in that one, 14.5. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus 1,300. Crazy. Uh, yeah, the Colts of the Jaguars. Uh, I, I think Gardner Minshew is a better starter than Anthony Richardson, and that's just because he has more experience. But um, I do like Anthony Richardson, but he's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, Jaguars are giving him three and a half points. It seems kind of tight. I'm going to take uh, Jaguars. I'm going to take the money line minus 195. Um, and then Vikings at Bears. I don't want to. I kind of want to say that the Vikings is a lock, but after the Bears scored 40 points against the Commanders last week, I'm not going to say that. So I'm taking I'm taking the points for the Vikings, minus three. Uh, you have the Saints at the Texans. You know who's been really good? C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, I think he... I don't think he... Ha- he doesn't have any interceptions. He might have thrown an interception last week, but he... Um, he seems very poised. He seems kind of like a veteran quarterback. Um, he's not like those rookie quarterbacks who just make all the mistakes. He's actually really good. Um, I've been really impressed with him. I'm taking the Saints, not the Saints. I'm taking the Texans to upset the Saints, uh, plus 110, taking the money line on that one. Okay, this is a lock of the week for me. I'm going to say it. 
the 49ers over the Cleveland Browns. Um, they're favored by 10. I'm taking a minus 480. I think they win by more than 10 because Deshaun Watson is out. Um, they're playing in Cleveland. And then you have the Seahawks against the Bengals uh, in Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals. They're finally back on track with that offense. Jamar Chase looked unreal uh, this last week. Take the Bengals minus 150. Um, Commanders, uh, they're getting, oh wait, no, the Falcons are getting a point against the Commanders. I'm taking the Falcons minus 120. They're kind of interesting. Okay, this one is a lock. Actually, I don't know. I don't know this. I'm going to say this is a lock, okay? I don't even trust myself anymore. I'm taking the Raiders over the Patriots just because the the Patriots just got blown out by the Saints, okay? Um, I'm taking the Raiders minus 150 against the Patriots. That's another lock. Okay, here's another lock. The Rams over the Cardinals minus 290. You have Cooper Cup back. They have a great receiving core. Um, Stafford's been he's been looking good I think um, Cardinals I don't know it's really hit and miss right um, so that's my that's my other lock um, and then let's see you had the Lions against the Buccaneers I'm taking the Lions minus 160 Eagles at Jets uh, okay I'm taking the Jets minus 290 or not the Jets I'm taking the Eagles minus 290 that's my other lock so I have I have the Eagles the Rams um, the uh, 49ers and I think those are my current locks and then we have the Giants and the Bills the Bills at home minus um, 1100 they're favored by 15 points it's insane um, and then you have Monday night you have the the Cowboys at the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers plus 110. Okay, these are my locks of the week. You have the Bills. have the Bills beat the Giants because Daniel Jones is out. I have the Eagles beating the Jets. Um, I just don't believe in Zach Wilson, and the Eagles are head and shoulders better than the Jets. And then I have the Rams beating the Cardinals just because, you know, um, continuity there. I trust Sean McVay. I trust Stafford. I trust Cooper Cup and uh, the rest of the receiving core there. They have some some um, really good players there uh, so I'm, I'm taking the rams and then my other one is the raiders over the patriots just because the patriots have been a disaster offensively the last few weeks and they're just in chaos chaos mode right now and then i have the 49ers over the cleveland browns so those are my those are my locks for week six of the nfl season and the rest of the picks uh but yeah the season has been pretty exciting so far um this week should be good. There's some good games there. So the odds on my locked picks, it's only plus 297. So I picked. I think I picked all the heavily favored teams. So something, some, something's not right there. I don't trust it. So probably the Patriots are going to surprise everybody, and they're going to blow out the Raiders, actually. And the Cardinals, Josh Dobbs is going to throw for five touchdowns and no interceptions, and they're going to win. Um, so, you know, just, you know, tread lightly with these with these picks. You know, you never know what can happen. Uh, but that's all I have for this week's episode. Um, yeah, sorry for missing last week. It's just I had a lot going on in my personal life. Um, but yeah, and then school starting and stuff, so it's a little bit busy. But um, yeah, I need to get back on track and get a little bit more consistent. But um, I appreciate you guys listening as always, and uh, we'll check back uh, next week. Enjoy your weekend.